Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello everyone, how are you doing? What's up? It has been a long time since I put out best of episode. Did you miss it? <laughs> I definitely did. It's always so fun to hear uh, different artists, different guests talking about same topic from different perspectives and it kind of puts always an interesting overview of all possibilities, similarities and differences. And I felt that right now one of the topics that may be on minds of many of us is keep training at home, keep finding motivation, keep trying to structure it in a different way so it's not boring, uh, so it's uh, still engaging and effective and this is definitely some of the interesting times because it's almost a year soon of lockdowns that we were put in a very different unusual situations of practicing either online or on our own but it's still not the same as in the studio then the teacher's eyes are literally on you <laughs> as uh, as maybe some other ones and you get this external motivation from being surrounded by people even if you're practicing online it still feels different and it really depends on your own motivation discipline and engagement so i thought that it would be a great time right now to put a small best of episode in which different guests are talking about their own individual training. So uh, here today you will hear little parts from our previous interviews with Jazeera, Dalia, Soraya and Aziza and this part they specifically describe their approach to their own individual practice. Go back to the full episodes, I will include links in the show notes because each of these interviews has so much more uh, in-depth, first of all, about the same topic, individual practice, finding motivation, but also about many other different aspects of their dance journey and dance career and each of them is so inspiring and so full of treasure, thoughts and uh, uh, ideas that definitely if you missed any of them I really highly encourage you go back and listen but in this mini best of episodes we will hear just about little glimpse into their own individual practice so let's start and I wish you good luck with your next shimmy session how do you find motivation to go and dance and uh, drill this technique because uh, I don't know if you ever have this moment like oh I really don't want to to move today or to dance or it doesn't never happen really of yeah, course it in, happens in your case. 
<laughs> so how how do you actually stand up and go and dance and practice? <laughs> well, there is. I think there is a lot of uh, ways how to get motivated. And again, it's very personal. But I think also that I have many. So it depends what mood I have. I can motivate myself in different way. Of course, one motivation can be really um, inside of you. For example, you just want to get better for yourself. You don't want to compare to anybody. You just decided that you want to learn this particular movement. And uh, and for example, you decide that until the end of a month, you will uh, stretch enough to get split. Or uh, you decide that in the end of this month, you will learn how to do some part of your, uh, some movement uh, with your chest. And then you have this motivation because you decided that you have to do it until the end of month. <laughs> so you have only 30 days to do that. So maybe find some deadline is a good uh, option. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe find hafla um, or open stage or competition that you have to perform. You just join this competition. You pay the competition fee. You don't want to uh, get your organizer disappointed that you quit the day before. And you have the deadline and you have to prepare for that moment. So you have no other choice. You just have to practice maybe not even every day, but at least three times a week uh, to to just be ready for this show. Uh, sometimes I find inspiration for other dancers, from other dancers. So if I I'm really bored with belly dance because I think everybody has this moment. If I'm tired, if I feel that I don't want to move today, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, you can just play a video of your favorite belly dancer or just sit down on YouTube and check what's up, what are the new videos on YouTube and you see some beautiful dancers that she moves beautifully and then you decide like, oh, I actually really want to move right now. I want to try those movements that I just saw on the video. Maybe they are new for you. So sometimes it's uh, good to see a video of dancers that you admired in the past or some new star that is in fashion and and just try to practice some movement that, that you catched. So sometimes you can uh, do it only for yourself. Sometimes you can, like, let's say, compare with some other dancer and said like oh if she can do it then I also can try to do this movement at home and um, for me the the thing that works for me always even when I was in university is when I have some plan write down in notebook so even right now every year I have a notebook that I put everyday training So, for example, if on Monday I will write down a plan for Tuesday, even if I don't want to do it, I will be ashamed later (laughs) that that I didn't practice, that I was too lazy and I didn't find uh, power and and time to do one hour of very short um, practice. So I write down. Sometimes I write down in the moment when I just practice and sometimes I plan for tomorrow. So, for example, I will write down, okay, tomorrow, Tuesday, I will practice 10 minutes of shimmy and then 10 minutes of chest work and then 10 minutes of belly accents and then 10 minutes of belly roll and then I will stretch for a half hour and then I will do something else, for example. Mm -hmm. So I write it down for tomorrow and even if tomorrow I'm busy somehow or lazy somehow, tired, And I said, okay, anyway, it's in my notebook. I have to do it (laughs) because later I will be angry at myself that I didn't finish my plan. 
and you can always make it uh, more interesting if you will play some favorite music not uh, not it doesn't have to be belly dance music that also can sometimes make you bored maybe you will just play your favorite song of uh, from new cd that just came out from your favorite artist and just play belly dance movements to pop music or rock music and you will even have new ideas for fusion choreography or you can even watch some favorite tv series and decide okay then i will just watch tv series for 45 minutes so actually my training will just go with i will use uh, the time on your phone to check that 10 minutes just gone you finished the scene and then you start another exercise and you don't get bored because you are just watching a tv series mm -hmm. <laughs> so there is many ways and i think that especially people who are in the business very long time uh, they have a lot of uh, personal uh, ways to make the training not boring so you find a way to uh, sometimes really be in your body because you go to the dancing room to the dance school and you have no other choice because there is no internet you cannot scroll facebook you just have to dance <laughs> you paid for one hour of the room and you have to use it or you practice at home and you feel very free but then you can play your favorite music you can watch your tv series and you are doing movements your body is moving working and you don't have to be always very very focused sometimes you can just relax your brain with something else when you just shimmy for 10 minutes you can do it watching uh, tv but do you always uh, dance uh, as a preparation for some upcoming show or event or workshop of a students or do you have time that you just sort of dance for the fun of dancing and dance for yourself or drilling the technique or is it always your your practice is structured about some upcoming event how do, how does it usually work for you yes uh, i have this this is inspiration because uh, after my uh, training maybe after maybe before uh, just i uh, listen music uh, not uh, oriental music, not oriental music, maybe uh, rock music mm -hmm. and dance. Because before I start uh, work with myself, I need energy, more energy. And uh, when I listen the music, different, uh, I don't know, maybe today I want to listen soul, maybe uh, jazz, uh, different. And uh, at that moment, I feel like the energy come, come, come to me and and uh, get uh, the more energy, more inspiration, more motivation. I uh, improv improvise and um, maybe I lie on the floor and dreaming about everything. Maybe dance, uh, maybe uh, try to train different movements. And after that, I uh, start to work. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, when I finish my work, I can listen to music and just do what I want. I Dance uh, or listen music or uh, try to open my insight and uh, just relax, relax and enjoy. <laughs> Do you still uh, use uh, drilling in your own practice? Like, do you drill technique uh, just for the purpose of, like, 
improving specific movement uh, or now you rely more on just like dancing either choreographing or improvising or like drilling technique is still a part of your own practice of course i work uh, with uh, the special movements and uh, work with my technique every day you know i do uh, my uh, figure eights and rolls and shimmies and a basic technique i work with this every day mm -hmm. because uh, every day i open something new this is a surprise for me <laughs> but really uh, i work and try to <clears throat> add something interesting from my muscles uh, from um, different uh, things yes because um, when I dance and when I practice uh, the basic steps before I uh, start to uh, make something interesting or choreography or variation um, just I try to relax uh, practice my movements and one, uh, one moment uh, something born interesting some uh, different movements and when i use after and improve my technique more and more this is a very interesting hmm. what you just described i know it's only your morning part of your dancing because uh, uh you have like morning practice and um for yourself then you possibly work on some preparation for events or choreographies for students or private classes and then in the evening you also teach in the school actually teach the classes so like some of your days is basically dance uh, from early morning till late evening and then it repeats the next day uh how where do you find all this energy do you take any secret supplements <laughs> or vitamins or, or where uh -oh. does that energy comes from <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love my energy. This is, uh, you know, for me, this is um, like uh, brilliant, like mm -hmm. diamonds for me. Uh, the first of all, uh, I want to be healthy. And, you know, uh, even I work a lot. Uh, I love, I love my love <laughs> life more. <laughs> <laughs> than my job and uh, I sleep a lot like what uh, I sleep a lot maybe 10 hours mm -hmm. no less and uh, I go uh, I go bed maybe 10 at 10 10 10 30 uh, and the my dream give me too much energy when I uh, get up so early, I have too much energy. I think this is uh, good uh, when you relax, when you rest, because the first of all, for me, have a good rest. This is a very important. And uh, healthy food also give me the energy. Positive emotions also this very important uh, for energy i think always really i think always positive po po positive uh, with positive emotions with positive so thoughts um, 
without this, we can't have the good energy, strong energy. Mm -hmm. Also, I get inspiration every day from everything. Because when I read books, this is an inspiration for me. When I work with people, when I um, have a dialogue with my friends, uh, I get inspiration and motivation from everything, every day, from family, nature, music, um, travels, and hobbies, from everything. And this one gives me more and more energy every day. Just, uh, I think this also the very important thing, love your life and enjoy of everything of your life. Yeah, I hear a lot of people uh, talk about like the power of positive thinking and that's something I'm working on to bring also in my day-to-day -day life. But I have a question about this. Okay, the power of thoughts are really very strong. It's It's powerful. But when something negative happens in life because it's life things happen how you yes. deal with that how you how you process it so you come back to this positive thinking as soon as possible uh you know when something negative uh and something bad something wrong happened with me always uh this is a very sad also but um uh, i told myself that uh, i can't do anything now I can't do anything mm. in this situation I need to be just quiet just quiet and calm of course I, I can't be happy if something happened with me of course but <clears throat> if you understand that you can do anything and you do nothing in this troubles in this uh, situation you need just uh, the quiet and uh, try to understand this situation try to understand and um, support uh, the people maybe if you something happened with you also along with this uh, super power of a lot of energy in you that is definitely inspiration is just even just from looking from your social media posts or videos uh, you also have uh, uh, this superpower of uh, amazing motivation <laughs> and uh, dance is something that doesn't happen overnight we all know that to improve dancing it's not like one two five ten training session it sometimes takes I don't know, a year to figure out that shimmy or something like that. <laughs> like, it, it's a long process. How do you keep motivation going if you don't see immediate results? If you train, but you don't see that it improves, how to keep that motivation to keep going and keep practicing? Uh, you know, the, uh, I think this um, will surprise for you. I don't love the result now i don't love uh, the exact result if i start to do something i need enough time uh, to achieve my results this is more interesting for me if i uh, i start to do something and it's a very simple for me this is not interesting for me 
I don't want to do these movements or something if it's very simple. I want to improve and um, uh, every every uh, movement, all uh, technique, variations, something, uh, parts of dance, if it's very difficult. And I know that I need to have enough time. I need to um, watch. I need to watch my results and I need to think about it. I need to um, feel how I can get the result mm -hmm. from hard work. Uh, because uh, I think this is um, very important to understand that you can't uh, to get uh, something strong and something uh, interesting, something uh, unreal in your life if you don't have a strong work. Hmm. That's interesting approach. It's like opposite looking forward to long-term results, not immediate results. Do you find it's easy to keep that level of motivation and understanding for your students? Because not everyone will think like you. Like a lot of people come to the dance class, they want as soon as possible to be the stars of ballet dance, but uh, it doesn't happen like that. It, it is practice. Uh, do you have any... I don't know, tricks or tips or something, some technique suggestions, how you can uh, explain and motivate your students to commit to these long-term goals? Or you think it just has to come from within? Like, Yes, I think uh, that um, everything depends on people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but really, I, uh, when I teach my students, uh, I give everything to them. I, I, I uh, give them my energy, I, uh, I explain the movements, uh, I, I love work with uh, everyone, I love to explain everything exactly, uh, points, uh, the movements and variations and steps and everything. Um, also, I <clears throat> try to explain the history and uh, the, I, I try to uh, understand my uh, students and want uh, that they understand me. But when I see that uh, some students uh, don't want to work a lot, uh, the, some, uh, some people are lazy, uh, some persons don't want to have enough that um, try to work more more than uh, they can this is i i can't do i can't do uh, anything uh, for these people because you need to want to work and dance and improve uh, everything in your dancing mm. this is very important it depends on everyone also very curious and I'm pretty sure many uh, dancers who are listening now also curious how do you structure or incorporate your uh, training time like do you dedicate any time uh, for like uh, uh, 
training your dance skills or training your repertoire and how does it look now today when you have such a, a successful and very busy career like dancing basically so frequently every day several shows uh how do you usually do you have actual time that you dedicate on a regular basis maybe to training or is it somehow like more flo- like, just tell how, how is the process if you don't mind sharing because that's very interesting <laughs> well in my my routine my routine for, for example yani minimum i take two times per week to teach myself mm. i come from the mirror and i teach myself minimum minimum one hour but one day one day I take some music, classic music, to work my smooth uh, muscles, my smooth movements, and my expression, my feelings. And the second day, I work something like Maharaganat, something aerobic, tabla solo, shabi, the modern music. If, uh, of course, because I work every day in the same place, I have most of the time the same guests. I need to make new every every day. If you come to my show, three days you will see three programs, three costumes, three. Yeah, it's very very nice. Yeah, it's because I make one show and this promote another show, another costume. You know, for this I need to 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 take care about myself because that I'm in the I'm the in the in the in the in this world right now. Because that's the, the difference. I need to make prepare to my prepare myself every time. Mm. I, I need to make a practice to myself, teach to teach myself. You know, when I want to make some new music in this time, if I have some new Maharaganat, for example, it's three four days. I teach myself in the house, and I go to my my band. We make the provo with the band. You know, mm-hmm. like this. Normally, I have. Two days per week in my house. Minimum. This is my routine for myself, my dance, and two times per week in to my band. We mm. make prova two times per week before the work. Mm. This is the normal for new songs or to correct some songs is not very well. And this is very interesting question because a lot of ballet dancers they kind of struggle with like oh how can I teach myself and they don't know how to you know like uh, where to start how to direct myself like when we come to the ballet dance studios like we we come as a students and we just follow whatever our teachers say us but whenever we are working on our own we kind of need to become our own teacher Maybe you can share a couple of tips for dancers. How do you approach uh, this time? And maybe they can try to incorporate, because I know it's a big struggle for many dancers, especially now during COVID times that we uh, spend a lot of time on our own and we may not have access access to any teachers who can guide us on this journey. The, the perfection in my opinion, the perfection came to the practice. Because the dance is a language. It's a movement language. Language of the body. Like any language in the world, for example, my English. My English is bad. Why my English is bad? Because I'm not talking English every day. 
But my Arabic is very good because I'm talking Arabic all the time, 24 hours per day. I don't, I don't talk Portuguese. I talk Arabic. But it, it, it's very normally my Arabic came very strong. But my English not because I don't talk. I don't make practice every day. The dance is the same. Your body is your, it's like you need to, to dance every day to your body understand the accent of the language, the means of the language, the, you know, how you move your mouth. And when you say love, you need to move your mouth in the, in the, in the, in the in a special way. This is the, the dance is the same as language. But you need, not you, anyone, any dancer, you need to dance every day. Go forth of the mirror, my my way, I when I learned the my stepmom when she teach me, she teach me she's not a dancer. She teach me how she put the video of the old dancers and told me watch and dance front of the video. Eight hours per day, eight hours per day in my four, first five years, eight hours per day every single day. You understand? Mm. But after this, after this, yeah, between video and mirror, I come like, for example, one hour here in the video, after this I go to the mirror, I try to make like the video. Of course, never came like the video, never. You feel like you are um, nothing. You say, oh my God, I'm not a dancer, I never do this. This is the feeling. And this is good because when you have this bad feeling, you, you come to make uh, more, you know, but you need to dance. Go front to the mirror, watch old videos, not the videos from the dancers now. No, you need to watch Samia Gamel, Naima Atif, Nabawiya Mustafa, Nemet Mukhtar, a lot of dancers from Suharzaki, these dancers. And go, and every day you choose one. And you dance, try, try to do like this. After this, you go front to the mirror and you dance. If you do this one hour per day, it's very good. It's very good. It's better than nothing, you know. Mm. Yeah, and today we definitely have access to so much material online and the people's performances and on uh, YouTube, social media. So you can really choose what uh, what you like and try to learn by observing. Uh, because sometimes we just need to, I guess, let our body absorb information and give it time uh, and and just follow through it and be, be per, uh, persistent <laughs> another confirmation I think I guessed it correctly <laughs> your superpower of persistence <laughs> it's the uh, persistence yes and, and about most of the persistence is the love you need to love what you do if mm. you love you never you feel you for example you have the I the name I love him a lot from the 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 the, the owner of the Apple, uh, Steve Jobs. Mm. Steve Jobs is a big example. If you love something, you do something amazing. This guy, he had time when he lived, he worked twenty-four hours per day just to make the idea he has in her head for years and years. Yeah, he worked twenty-four hours, and he lived her private life just to make her dream. But what, Yanni, 
you 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 take from your dance the same yani the same quantity you give the love your dance the dance the the rasi shar rasi the oriental dance she will give to you the same like you give to her do you understand mm, yeah. the same quantity if you love 10 persons she give to you 10 persons because if you love you make the education and they say maybe some people my students say oh but i don't have time this is this is not excuse this is not excuse because if you love someone some person and you have work 24 hours but this person you love call you and say please come to dinner together you will make time for both of this dinner do you understand mm, yes. so you need to to check how how much you love the dance to go to this dinner with your dance yeah it's almost never a question of time it's usually the question of priorities and priorities that also comes from actual love and passion where is our heart goes to how does it reflect in your own uh, personal uh, training uh, how do you in general like approach uh, Uh, especially like now this this and you already professional dancer how do you deal and uh, uh, i don't know structure uh, inform schedule your own personal training uh, and how do you basically um, deal with the situation that you are your own teacher in this case you're both both student and teacher <laughs> mm, yes i love this question <laughs> Uh, first of all, you know, I thought I was also doing a little research and cruising through your Instagram account. I saw a um, a post that you had about the book, The Artist Way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really influenced by a book as well. That was by uh, Eric Maisel. It's called Coaching the Artist Within. <clears throat> and um, I think that there was in that book, it really made me take a, a stronger look at how I teach myself. So I accepted that I was going to be my own coach. I am my own coach and I have to approach my teaching the way that I approach teaching others. Right. So I have to, I have to be a compassionate witness to my own dance and um, I have to be Uh, encouraging to my own dad, right? So um, one of the ways, I'm going to give you just like bare bones how I, how I approach my own, um, my own technique. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the things that I use is um, video. I videotape even my drilling. So a lot of, a lot of people will use um video of their performances and that's how they critique themselves. But I kind of resist doing that. I feel like um, to critique a performance is, um, I mean, it, it can be helpful, but I think it's more helpful to take that energy of filming and critiquing in the studio. That's where you do the work and that's where you can make the difference. So what I do is, Let's say I'm working on one particular element. Um, for instance, um, let's say making my shimmies bigger, having a bigger, juicier, um, more range of motion in my shimmies. What I would do is um, I have a video 
and I have a short piece of music that's maybe two minutes long. I will videotape myself shimmying or doing whatever technique I want to work on. And I stop and I take a look at it because the video doesn't lie. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I'm looking at that video and it doesn't look the way that I had in my head, (laughs) the way that I want it to look, then I need to do it again and make it feel different. Because if it feels the same, it looks the same. And the most important is to figure out what does it feel like in your body and what does it look like on the video. And that is a way that uh, is undeniable for you to make changes. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to watch themselves in video, but it is such a great tool because just fooling around in front of a mirror doesn't focus and get into the real deliberate act of drilling and changing what you want your dance to look like, right? Because it can be deceiving. You can like, oh, there's me in front of the mirror and you can get distracted. But if I videotape and I stop and I look and I just go back and forth, I want to make it look different. I want to make it look different. And honestly, most of the time you have to really push and really make it bigger and engage the muscles in that feels different. And then it looks different. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. incredible. I still, since your workshop, the one I mentioned, I still remember uh, that phrase that you were emphasizing again and again. If you want it to look different, it needs to feel, di- feels di- it needs to feel differently. Uh, yes. And here you are repeating it again. <laughs> I think so it's, it's effective. I really do think it's an effective way of thinking of how to change. Like, yes, I hear people all the time saying, oh, I want my arms like my arms drive me crazy and I can't well it has to feel different if you want it to look different it's very basic but it's revolutionary if you can really apply it and I find using video is the best way to really see the difference many dancers do understand that video recording is a very powerful tool for their training But here comes a lot of obstacles and challenges, too, of uh, someone who is maybe not that familiar with this uh, tool. How, for instance, how do you analyze what exactly going on wrong? Like, for instance, someone videotaped themselves and they see like, oh, I really don't like my arms. But I, I kind of like, okay, but what, what's next? Like, I don't understand what exactly I need to change. How to figure out, like, what elements to work on uh if it's not like you know maybe obvious uh, uh some movements like with uh, uh shimmies okay we can th- kind of feel like oh maybe it's just tensed or big or something like that but with more complicated situations like for instance arms like or video recording yourself doing a combination like oh i see something is wrong but how for if you can give any kind of tips from practical point of view like how maybe dancers can approach into terms of analyzing what exactly what exactly going wrong in the video mm-hmm. yes well this is there's many different approaches in order to um to find and identify and change so ideally it would be to have somebody as a coach, somebody that you trust and somebody that you know is going to be honest and somebody that you admire the absolute technique that you're trying to change in yourself. You admire in this person who can give you honest feedback and point out how you can approach it differently. But not everybody has the opportunity to have a coach like this, although things have really changed yes. <laughs> recently. And- <laughs> So there's so much more access 
to um, to people who are teaching that I think this is a great opportunity now for people to really seek out those those teachers that are more accessible now. So that's one good thing about mm-hmm. now for sure. Um, the other thing is if you are not going in that direction, it really takes, you can watch videos of dancers that you admire and really pinpoint what is it about, say, their arms or their shimmy that is different from the way that I do, like deliberately looking at how they do it. For a lot of people, specifically with arms, it has to do with transitions. So if you take a look at how your arms are moving through space from one position to another, you have to dance every single second counts. It's not like the audience closes their eyes and waits for you to get into the position and then opens their eyes again. They're watching all the time. So that means you have to dance all the time and you have to dance to the positions and not just think of where your arms are going. So pinpointing, for instance, those transitions from one piece to another, if you take a look at somebody video, YouTube, lots accessible, of somebody who you think does it right, and then do your own work of mimicking um, how the transition's going from one movement to another, and then stopping and taking a look and does it look the same. Mm. It, just take, it just takes deliberate focus, deliberate practice. Yes. Yeah. And I love how you point attention to the specific transitions Uh, someone, I don't remember where and how exactly the phrase was, but someone said sort of like, the dance is what happens in between poses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, I also heard, I think I heard this from Florence, I don't quote me, but she, she mentioned it in the, in the class I, that I took from, from her, and she said that that is really where your personality shines is in the transitions from one move to another because the technique is, or the steps or the combo or the, the choreography can be done by the same people, right, on a stage mm-hmm. doing the same movement and the movements are the same, but how you transition from one to another is where your personality shines through, right? That's, that's the part that's you. I really feel transitions are the way to make it look fluid, the way that you are showing that you are dancing every single moment and that you're embodying your body. There's a hashtag, yeah. embody your body. <laughs> the whole time, every moment matters. Mm. Also, it's very interesting how you work on your own body because I remember a long time ago already seen a lot of clips of your, uh, your own training And what caught my attention was very interesting and uh, not very common among ballet dancers' approach of combining uh, and multitasking at the same time, I almost would say. Uh, because I remember right now on my mind comes a clip that you were drilling like shimmies and at the same time you had weights in your arms and you were working on like uh, biceps, triceps and all that like strength exercising. Uh, I also don't know if it was just a um, separate project or is it something ongoing uh, in your training, but uh, what uh, um, role do you give to conditioning in dance? Uh, 
like how do if you incorporate it on a regular basis in your own training like if you don't mind sharing <laughs> sharing how you do and uh, how what do you think are the most important elements of conditioning specifically for belly dancers if there are anything like special for this uh, genre of dance style okay yes actually the um Doing the shimmies and incorporating weights is still a way that I still train. And I incorporate it also in my online classes, especially on Saturdays where we focus on conditioning in the first part of the class. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do uh, something I call tabla tabata. I don't know if you're familiar with tabata, but we do. We alternate between a strengthening exercise and then choo-choo shimmy with hand weights. So, Um, I can tell you that my focus on my body and my training has changed. Um, As I've gotten older, I feel that I've had to really step up my training. I feel that the core is really important. Um, Balance, um, strengthen your legs and engaging because in order to get the quality of movement that I use in my dance, it takes a lot of engaging the muscles in your body in your arms, in your back, um, having balance and um, flexibility, I find is really important. So I will tell you that um, early in my career, when I was performing a lot, that was very different than when I started going on the circuit, when I started traveling and teaching workshops, because I was spending a lot more time on airplanes and a lot more time sleeping in different hotel rooms and my performances were um, shorter. So I had to be more, uh, it, it just changed. Instead of having a 40 minute performance um, to a live band, say four nights a week or four times a night on Fridays and Saturdays, mm-hmm. it was really different than uh, when I started touring. So um, more yoga and flexibility and being able to really stretch Um, became very important. Um, So it has changed. And I found that, um, especially with traveling, I really needed to work on my stamina. Mm -hmm. Because um, it wasn't so much. I mean, it is really intense to have to teach um, long hours of workshops and then do a show and, um, and then stay up late because you're part of a festival and you're part of, you know, the, the whole uh, event. And so you're not getting as much sleep and you're working really hard and then you're getting on a plane and you're flying somewhere else. So it, it was a different approach. Now that I've stayed in place after 18 years of traveling um, year round, this is the longest I've ever stayed mm-hmm. in, in one place in <laughs> like 20 years. Um, I'm, really enjoying being able to being home and being more consistent. And, um, and so I do, let's see, I really, I, I do running. I do a lot of stretching. I do mat style Pilates. Um, and I do training with weights. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.